He's got a little bit of room. Three on three going in. He chips it in behind Jim Moore. Back in. Far up. And in. Austin Cangelosi with the game winner in overtime. What a play. In the game, Seedham will carry the puck behind his net and wait out the buzzer. They're on their feet here at the Cavelli Center. And ladies and gentlemen, the Youngstown Phantoms are the 2018 Eastern Conference champions. They're going to the Clark Cup Final. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Hockey People Over the Computer Getting Coffee, brought to you by Duncan. I'm voice, I'm voice of the Phantoms, Matt Lipsack, and I'm joined by Phantoms head coach and general manager, Brad Patterson, coming to us from Youngstown. I am in my house in North Canton, so we're about 60 miles apart, but we are here to talk some hockey. Brad, how are you? Good, good. It's... Uh... It's good to be talking to you. I'm glad I'm the inaugural uh, breaking in here for this this first one, but uh, excited well, to talk. Excited to talk hockey for sure. We we're we're going to set the bar high here. I've been talking to some Phantoms alumni and trying to get some interviews lined up. So you and I were going to set the bar high though for them. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope so. We'll see. All right. So Brad, it's been about uh, ten days, almost exactly now, since the USHL Phase One and Phase Two drafts. Uh, tonight we're going to start by talking about phase two. Uh, first, it was your first draft as the general manager. Now, obviously, as the head coach, uh, just wrapped up your fourth season, uh, albeit a fourth short, se fourth short season. Uh, short fourth season. There we go. I'll get it right eventually. But, um, you know, how? what was the difference uh, now being the, the man in charge for, for the draft? Obviously, you've been in the draft room, you've had a voice, but now you're, you're the GM and the head coach. So tell us what, what that was like. Yeah, it was it was definitely different. Um, that being said, I've been extremely fortunate over the years to to work with some great guys who were in that role. Uh, you go back over the past four or five years, Jason Kohler did a tremendous job here. Um, great hockey mind, and to be able to see, you know, the process that he went through and learn from it, um, definitely drew some things out of that. And then you know, prior to that, with with Curtis Carr, Anthony Noreen, same same idea. Um, you know, the, the thing that was a huge positive or, or something that I, I bring up with everyone, you know, Jeff Potter did a tremendous job as far as on the uh, creating lists, getting out on the road, um, formulating, you know, the, the different must-see guys for, for the rest of our staff to do. And, uh, you know, he really led that charge and did a tremendous job with it. And, um, you know, those weeks leading up to the draft, although we weren't able to play hockey, uh, it, it really gave us a chance to, to hone in through that first time kind of in that role together doing it and uh, I think you know I, I hope to to say in a year that, that it paid dividends but it sure does feel like that now. Well I, I mean talk about getting out on the road your first pick in phase two uh, played for the Fairbanks Ice Dogs out in Alaska in the NAHL how difficult was it to actually get to see him live? Well live Jeff got a couple of viewings in here this year um, and then through most of my viewings on just about everybody, unless you're regional or, or through video, but he's a guy early on that we identified that, you know, we really liked his 200 foot game, his ability to separate offensively, whether it be through physicality or, or through speed or power. Uh, and he, he's good in all areas, uh, can play multiple positions, um, did some good, obviously background checks. And that's something you, you see a lot of the hockey player, but you, you want to make sure that everything else checks out. And 
he's exactly the, the type of person, the type of player that we want to have in this program. I think he's going to be a tremendous player for us moving forward. The, the fans should be excited to see him. And, and of course, we are talking about Adam Izell, the forward uh, that played for the Fairbanks Ice Dogs in the NHL this past season. He's from Lake Elmo, Minnesota. And I believe he scored, what, 43 points in 51 NHL games this year, 18 goals? Well, you, you probably have that stat for any. I don't. But, yes. Yeah, really, I, I don't. But, actually, that, that's all from memory. As I said, an offensive weapon, um, but also has the ability to play in multiple different roles. And, and that's, you know, what, what drew us to him originally. And then you just see his, his detail in his game um, throughout the 200-foot the surface is a huge thing for us. And, and I'm very excited to, to bring him aboard here moving forward. All right, moving on to pick number two, and we're going to just cover the, the first few picks here. We're not going to make you talk about all. I think it was 21 players drafted in the phase two draft. Um, you know, Brad, I'm going to interject with a question before we talk about Will Hillman. Uh, phase one, phase two, can you explain the difference to our fans who might not be, uh, you know, on the, in the know? Sure. Yeah, I, I guess phase one, who we'll talk about here in the future, the near future, or maybe we'll get Jeff on to, to talk. Um, phase one is predominantly it's referred to as your futures draft this year it's 2004 birth year players um, can be from all over the world which you'll you'll see and I'm sure we'll talk about in in our segment for for phase one but as you lead into phase two which the draft we're talking about right now any birth year that is junior hockey eligible so you're looking at 2004 as the young class all the way to a 2000 birth year as those guys would be turning 20 or possibly there um, in the near future. And uh, those are the guys that more often than not are, are filling your immediate needs and, and your phase one draft are guys that, you know, and I feel like we did a good job of that. I think there's some guys that are, if they're not ready, they're going to be very, very soon. Uh, and I think there's some guys pushing the envelope for that right now. Whereas phase two, you're looking for a little bit more of, you know, come in, have junior experience, which, you know, I, I think is the ongoing theme through our first uh, two picks here in the draft. So, uh, fate, fate, well, and for starters, 2004 was the year I graduated high school, so I guess I'm officially old now, Brad. I'm not going to, to comment about you. Uh, I'm going to try, try to be polite in that respect. Again, you are, you're, you're, you're watching the inaugural episode of Hockey People Over the Computer Getting Coffee, brought to you by Duncan. All right, Phantom's Phase 2 Round 2 pick was Will Hillman, who – led the Bismarck Bobcats of the NAHL in scoring, had 10 power play goals this year, and I believe he also had 43 points. What can you tell us about Will? Yeah, another guy, junior experienced. Um, you know, he's been, been through the battles, been tested before, coming out of a great program, same program we got Matt Barry out of a couple of years ago. Um, so we know what, you know, the, the pedigree that he's he's coming from, great, great program there, like I said. Um, he skates extremely well. Another guy that, that can move in different places in your lineup. Obviously has the, the scoring ability and the offensive upside, but also has the, the jam and the, the compete level that has to go alongside that to, to be a phantom. And we pride ourselves on that. Um, then away from the rink, no different than what we talked about with Adam. You know, you, you want top, top-notch character guys coming in, and they're both that. And just so happens that – you know, I, I make the original phone call right afterwards, and we knew this going in, but they had already communicated within a few minutes after our second pick there with Will 
Um, both of them are going to be playing at the University of Minnesota Mankato here in the near future. So those guys will be teammates for, for years and years to come. So another guy we're, we're excited to add to the lineup, a left shot, um, which, you know, we identified earlier that we, we wanted to make sure that we, we got a piece there. Um, and like I said, a guy that can play in multiple different positions as well as bring offensive upside. All right. So that's Will Hillman, who again led the Bismarck Bobcats in scoring in the abbreviated 2019-2020 season. Uh, there for the NAHL. Uh, he played for, again, the Bismarck Bobcats of the NAHL. Moving on to uh, round three, the Phantoms took a goaltender, also from the Fairbanks Ice Dogs, uh, Matt Scholl. What can you tell us about Matt? Matthias, he's an uh, extremely athletic goaltender, um, a guy that we've looked at for, for a couple of years here. And, you know, you, you look at his, his stats. I don't have them in front of me, Matt. Uh, I should have done that. You should have. Your I, I think it's a, a 1.99 goals against average and a north of a, of a 0.9 save percentage. I think it might've been 909. Yeah. And that's, and the reason I bring that up, it stayed consistent. It, it was never, it doesn't matter what level he's been at. He's always been a, a competitor and he's, he's found the ability or the ways to keep the puck out of the net. He, he's good with the puck outside of, you know, outside of the crease and being able to play it, advance it. And not saying that that's the, the first thing you look for in a goaltender, but, but it definitely sticks out. Um, he, he's very good on his edges. We, we obviously have a staff here, uh, Shane Clifford, our goalie coach um, based out of Pittsburgh, who does a tremendous job. And early on, we, we went through a list of a few guys that we felt, you know, would be pieces to come in and, and really be good for us. And uh, he was definitely one of them. And, and Shane, that was through our internal staff when we got that video of Shane. And he was a guy right away that he identified with and said, hey, this is, this is your guy. He, he, you know, he's battle-tested. He's played junior hockey for a great program for two years. He, he's done extremely well. Um, even before that, going through, through Midget on the West Coast, uh, same idea. And, um, you know, it's an ongoing theme. But the, the background checks as far as making sure he's the right person and the right player to, to come into a program that we have here. Uh, I think he's he's going to be a, a big addition for us. All right. And I believe that 1.99 goals against average for Matias, also a top 10 number in the NHL. So uh, like you said, Brad, we're, we're getting a, a good one there in Matias Scholl with the third round pick in the phase two draft. All right, moving on to round four, we're looking at Cole Birch, who played for the Toronto Patriots of the OJHL, 62 points in 54 games. So, hey, better than a point per game. That's not bad. Uh, 108 penalty minutes, uh, man after your own heart there, Brad. Well, he, you know, <laughs> I, I know it's a little bit of a broken record, but you want to find guys that can contribute in more than one fashion and not just at one end of the rink. And while he's got enough, uh, a great offensive skill set and, you know, everyone's going to see that when he gets here, his compete level is, is there as well. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that maybe was a little bit under the radar as the year went. You know, dating back to the year before, he, he had a serious injury where he was out for a while, um, but came back and he was, you know, the more we liked him in, in the video that we cut just on him. But as we watched more and more and we were looking at other players in that league, it, you know, the games were against his team and he kept outshining. It didn't matter who we were looking at. And, um, you know, we, we liked him already and that, that really sealed the deal for us. And then, uh, you know, the, the great thing about Cole as well is he's, uh, he's got a dual passport. He, you know, he has the Canadian and the, and the U.S. pass. Um, you know, not, not that that changes him as a hockey player, but, but it frees us up to, to do some other things in other ways. But um, Cole's going to be a, a good asset. I think he's, 
he's similar to some players that we've had here in the past in the facet, you know, maybe in that five, five, 10 range, extremely mobile, extremely agile with, with an offensive flair, good on the power play. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll let you put the, the point or the, do the dissection of, of what players I'm referring to. And maybe we can get that into, maybe we can oh, put that into but, a trivia question in the future, Matt. Maybe we can go oh, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Austin Cangelosi. I'm thinking Sam Annis. I'm thinking Ben Schoen a little bit. Well, I think you take any of those three players and you make the comparison. I think you, you get what I mean. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that, that we expect big things out of, but those, those expectations are only met because, you know, we, we've seen him do it. He has experience. He's done it in junior hockey. And like I said, he's, he's a good guy away from the rink and, and should add to our program in multiple different ways. Yeah, th- this past season with, with Toronto there in the OJHL, 26 goals in 54 games. So that's just shy of a goal every other game. I'll take those kind of output numbers from any of my forwards, Brad. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, well, Brad, I, I'm not going to ask you to, to dive too much more deeply into uh, phase two here, but tell us what you've been up to si- since the season ended at almost exactly two months ago now. Well, right away it was, you know, you keep the unprecedented word, you know, it keeps coming and uh, not knowing what was next. I think the, the hardest thing for us was originally it was a couple days to a week to two weeks, possibly being off. And we kind of told the guys, we'll treat you as an off week, you know, so you're, you're free to go home and, due to the guys that play on the team, there's multiple that live close by, whether it be Detroit, you know, within that five, six hour driving radius. And so they took everyone else home with them. So now all of a sudden, 10 days later, it's okay, maybe we're going to start slowing this down. We don't want to be traveling. Well, we had guys from international guys that had left their equipment and left their belongings at houses here, but we're spending time in say Detroit. So figuring out the logistics as far as getting them back or shipping their stuff to them and if they were going to go home or, or how that was all going to work. Um, that was probably the biggest headache for me as far as, you know, health and well-being was the biggest thing. Um, but all while they're not here. And, and that was hard. And there, there was a lot. I don't want to say sleepless nights because it wasn't, you know, uh, there wasn't anything bad going on. Um, one of the big things that, you know, we talk about the phantom family and spelling it with a PH all the time is that's an extended family and our players that brought guys home back to Detroit, it wasn't, Hey, it wasn't a panic. We knew where they were. We knew they were with players on our team's families and, uh, and they were very well looked after. And, and there's a big thank yous that they go up to that. Um, but that being said, that was the, the first initial wave. And then, once we knew things were kind of getting get shut down, it was okay. Now we're going to focus more along. Hey, what's going to go? What's going to go on for the draft here? And, and it really gave us the ability going through it. You know, the, for the first time, as far as me and Jeff working together, um, really to to hone in on video and and get a lot of viewings of the guys that you know we were very interested in, and kind of formulated a rolling list whether they went up, down, and and we're able to base it on multiple views. Um, you know, we, we also have other people involved in our staff that aren't here on a daily basis um, that do a lot of work for us in, in the hockey player procurement or, you know, a lot of different developmental areas and, uh, you know, to, to incorporate them a little bit more as we went um, was, was huge and they were a big, big help. Um, Casey Kesslering did a ton for us from out east. I'll bring him up. And then at the same time, uh, not great timing-wise, but we Nick Prusy took a different job. And Nick, I love Nick. He's, he's like a brother to me. Um, you know, we're going to miss him here. We'll miss but you, Nick. Yeah. At the same time, it was a really good opportunity for him. 
um, to take up. So timing wasn't great, but at the end of the day, it's no different. The, the way I see it, it's you, you want your your people, your teammates with, you know, or whether that's our players, whether that's our coaches, whether that's front office staff, whatever it is to, to continue to move up the developmental ladder. And, and I think Nick was able to do that and achieve that. And, um, you know, I, I know he'll be excited to, to face us as we will be to, to face him, but um, to lose him before the draft was, you know, it wasn't great, but at the same time, he, he's in a great situation. So I'm very happy for him and, and we all should be. Um, and then we get through the draft and it's more about just communications with players and kind of updates on, on what's going to go on, getting them camp information. And, uh, and here we are today and now I'm talking to you. Well, yeah, I, I know uh, I saw Georgi Merkulov on Instagram. He's still in Detroit. He never made it back to Russia. I know Jan Kern did make it back to the Czech Republic. And of course, Jan, I do believe his junior hockey days are done. He'll be moving on to American International uh, to play next season, unless I'm incorrect. And feel free to correct me there, Brad. No, no, you're right. Um, and with Georgie, he, he was one of the guys I was referring to. Everyone's home now and everyone went home. Oh, sh I shouldn't say that. Um, Everyone went home. The only guys that are international that are still uh, stateside, Borshoff, who, who went out east and he played junior hockey prior to coming to Youngstown out there um, and is in a very good situation as far as, you know, uh, being looked after. It's not like he's, he's on his own waiting to go home. Uh, I'm sure they all miss home, but with, with the circumstances as they are and, and those guys being uh, very mature young men, um, you know, they're, they're doing well here. Borsh is out there. I believe it's with his old host family. And then uh, Georgie went back to Detroit with Aiden Gallagher, our captain from last year. And, you know, it was going to be a three or four day thing and it turned into a couple weeks thing and, and Georgie's still there and he's training and, and doing a lot. Um, so, you know, we've, we've spoken to the family there, but a big thank you goes out to, to Aiden and, and his family. They've been tremendous. Um, bringing Georgie in, but, you know, I think I could probably speak for them in saying that he's a pretty easy person to bring in. Um, you know, he, he wants to learn so much. And, and I know this isn't a segment about Georgie, but for those that want to hear it, it's, it's pretty interesting. He, he came over and he was probably the only person that I've met in hockey circles that really couldn't speak a word and came on a long road trip with us. By the end of the road trip, he didn't want people translating for him because we had a couple of Russian speaking players mm -hmm. and didn't want to live with them. Everyone loves him. It wasn't that they didn't want to, he didn't want to live with them because he wanted to learn. And it's gotten to a stage now over, you know, what's that, six, seven months where you can, you could probably have a podcast and get him on here for, for coffee on the computer. And All uh, right. it, it would be pretty good. And he's, he's like that in hockey. He's like that away from the rink. He's just uh, a sponge for information. Um, wants to get better as a hockey player, wants to get better as uh, and an English speaker. And, uh, I think he's really taken steps forward doing that. So I'm, I'm very proud of him. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, he, he's been in a great setting with his, whether it was his host family here or now it's back at, at Aiden's place with the Gallagher's back in Detroit. Um, I'm very happy. Uh, although he can't get home right now to see his family in Russia, he, I think he's in a good situation. Yeah, Brad, it, it's, it's just so weird to talk about, you know, you said Aiden Gallagher was last year's captain, you know, the, the Clark Cup final should be, you know, wrapping up this week or, or next week. And it, this is just surreal. I, I, it's, I know it's been absolutely crazy for me. How has it been for you? Yeah, it's, it's hard to look at, really. And it seems, it seems like it was more than six weeks ago or seven weeks ago that, you know, this, this started. Um, you know, and it's just, it's more so hit me over the past probably week or two, you know, now that the drafts happened. 
because leading into it, there was a lot of work to be done. And I know we weren't in the office really, but you could still wake up and it was still like I was going to work. It was, there, was a, there was a lot of things to be done and our, our whole staff did that. And now you look and it's okay. You know, we could potentially still be playing hockey right now. Um, you know, the camp would be right around the corner here a couple of weeks, which leads me into the next thing of planning camp. And we'll go uh, instead of a June, mid-June camp, we're, we're looking at July 28th through August 2nd in, in Pittsburgh again. Um, so excited to, to get everybody and all the, the draft picks we just spoke of, plus, plus everyone else out there, returning players, affiliate list players, and, and obviously free agents. Um, you know, that's, that's an area that I think we've, we've always done well with. Um, you know, we're not the type of program that just shuts shuts the door because you weren't uh, a draft pick or an affiliate or whatever. And, uh, you know, we're excited to see everyone um, come to Pittsburgh at the end of July. Yeah, I, and and I think going back a few years, I know one of my favorite free agent acquisitions is is absolutely John Padula. I mean, I think we even might have used a phase two draft pick on him, a very late one, to bring John in. And that worked out very well in, in the Phantoms' favor. Yeah, no doubt. Um, memory shows me, I think John left the OHL, went and played in Muskegon, and they left him, uh, maybe on, I don't know the exact, I think they left him unprotected at that time. I think, I think they did. Him. But yeah, he's, uh, you talk about guys you, you always remember and remember big things. He, he's a huge playoff performer. and um, Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that sticks out for me about John. Great player, but even better player when it, when it got to playoffs. Well, Brad, I, I think that's going to wrap up the inaugural episode of Hockey People Over the Computer Getting Coffee. I want to thank you and thank Duncan for helping us out here. That's right. I feel bad because mine's in, mine's in the coffee cup. I, I got the cold brew cup is, is what I got. There you go. All right. Well, Phantom fans and Phantom family, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Voice of the Phantoms, Matt Lipsack. I was joined by... Phantoms head coach and general manager, Brad Patterson. Uh, Brad, are you going to come over to North Canton and help me build the swing set for my son since we can't go to the park? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> I got my own to do in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's daunting, isn't it? Yes, yes. All right, Phantoms fans, we will catch you next time. We'll see you. Thanks, man.